Stan. I'm out here being an assassin. Out there being an assassin. Get you some. What's going on, everyone? Episode 95? 95? 95 or? 96. Ah! Nope, 96. Episode 96, Menace and the Man. Stay on the Man. Dennis the Menace Bermudez. How are you today, Menace? I'm pretty good. What are you doing? I'm literally... I just got murdered, Stan. Are you playing Call of Duty? Call of Duty, but not Warzone. I'm playing multiplayer. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like the like the accuracy and the control is better on multiplayer than it is on Warzone. The accuracy and the control. Yeah, I feel like I just miss a lot more in Warzone. Which also, in Warzone, people can be a lot further away. Ah! So, election, all that crazy shit, but we'll talk a little fighting first. Anderson Silva, retiring. Did you watch that fight? Um, I did see him get jabbed, KO'd. Oh, so you just saw the end of it. You didn't really see the fight, per se. No. Like, bro, he got... He lost because he got over... You know, he's a counterpuncher. He got over-aggressive and started going after Uriah Hall, and he got clipped twice. A time that got him in trouble, and then the time that ended the fight. Um. Well, it's funny. It's Isn't that the punch he hit Bonner with? Bonner. Like, he just jabbed him. Bonner went down like a sack of potatoes. Um... Or was that Griffin? Forrest. Both of them. No, that was Griffin. But oh, here's Jillian now. Oh, she's... On time. Wow. Why? What were you thinking? I mean, I thought she, we would have a little... A little what? Ah! Jillian! What's up? <laughs> What's up, girl? I'm just murdering people right now. <laughs> Stan, he, you know, he started the episode, and I said, hey, I'm in the game. And I got to hold it down for my guys, even though I don't know any of them. Got important things going on. I feel you. Team player. Look at this. I'm about to drop a goddamn missile on someone's head. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> I just watched you uh, not too long ago assassinate somebody. Well, here, real quick, Jillian, can we get you to turn your phone long ways? Yeah, of course. Um. And there we go. Jillian Robertson, welcome back to Menace and the Man. Oh, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. And like Menace said, congrats on your recent throat cuddle session. <laughs> Not quite a throat cuddle session. Didn't get that far. Uh, so I'm not happy with that, but hopefully the next one I'll be able to finish for you guys. Yeah, so two wins since the last time we talked. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to stay as active as possible. I want to get back in there one more time before the end of the year, even if I can. Uh, and I, I'm trying to get there four or five times a year at least. <laughs> four or five times a year? Oh, yeah. This is all I do. So it's like I, don't, I, I have nothing better to do. I love it. <laughs> 
And you're still yeah. young, right? How, how old are you? 24, 25? I'm 25. Oh, yeah. So you're still right mm. in there. Okay. Because when I was 22, I fought nine times in one year. But, like, it wasn't like the UFC level. You know what I'm saying? Like, I uh, I don't know. Like, does, like, the media and all that and all the hype up to the fight, does that affect you at all? Uh, no, not really, I guess. Whenever I was an amateur, I fought, like, like you said, it's a lower level. So I was fighting, I think, like, six times a year back then. But uh, even in, in my UFC fights, it's like I don't, I generally don't take a lot of damage. I'm usually back in the gym the next week. For Well, for me, I mean, most of my career, I was cutting a ton of weight. So it's like I needed like a, a damn like recovery period just from cutting the weight. And also like the pressure from all the medias of that. I'm like, man, I just need a little bit of time of like nothing. Yeah, uh, I need like a regeneration of like, you know. So but back to back to back, it's like, <gasps> I can't breathe. Uh, yeah, I don't really cut weight. Like my last fight, I was walking two pounds up. I think it, uh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's like it's not too bad for me to weight cut, and uh, yeah, all I do is train. So I got, like I said, I got nothing better to do. I got that's all I'm focused on. Training with Dean as well, right? Still. Yeah, um, we're, I'm not with American Top Team anymore, but I'm just with Dean Thomas, and uh, we actually train out of his house now. Now, what kind of setup does he have over there? I heard. Don't you live? Uh, you live next door, right? Yeah, I live right across the street from him. And no. Uh, Jose Shorty Torres, he lives with him. So it's like uh, Shorty's my main training partner, and then uh, Dean works with us both every single day. So something that happens when there's three people, someone becomes like the whipping boy, the person that gets made fun of. It seems like Jose Shorty Torres is that person. Oh, 100%, constantly. Like you guys, I constantly see unfollow Jose Shorty Torres, and I was like, why are they saying that? And then I clicked like it's just a joke. Yeah, well, it started off because he had more followers than me. So he had like a bet going on where I was like, I, I need to have more followers than you. And then once I got more than him, I was like, now I need to get you down to zero. Like, I'm not happy until it's completely <laughs> done. So now that's the goal. Wow. All right. So everybody out there listening, unfollow Shorty Torres. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even follow him to begin with. So <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. We'll keep it that way. We'll keep it that way. But what else is going on with you, Jillian? What do you uh you got training tonight? Uh yeah, I'm gonna be training at Dean's house tonight with uh, Shorty, and then uh, this weekend I'm actually competing in jujitsu tournament down south, so I'm hyped for that. Oh, jujitsu! And now Port, are you in Port St. Lucie? Correct. Yeah. Are is Florida open again? Right? Closed yeah, open. Florida's like 100 percent open, pretty much. There's some places that are still requiring masks, but I don't think it's like like what. Like, it's not against the law anymore, whether they have to or not. God, I fucking love Florida. Damn, what do you think you're going to move back down there, dude? Uh, soon. I mean, I have to avoid Tyrone or just go take that shot. And then be, if I live, then I'll move back down to Florida. So we'll play it off that. Wow. Yeah, I made a bad bet, Jillian. I bet Tyrone Spong a body shot. I went with our boy Justin thinking he was going to beat Khabib. It didn't work uh, out. It didn't work out. Yeah, no, I had, I had Justin in that fight too, and I think that just shows what level Khabib is. Like, it was phenomenal, really. It was insane how good he looked. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, like I said, I had Justin. I thought Justin was going to go in there and be able 
to keep it on the feet and maybe touch him up a little bit. But Khabib was just walking, like Justin landed some decent shots and Khabib just was walking through him like it was nothing, just keeping that pressure constantly. Yeah, ate everything that Justin hit him with. The leg kicks could have been adding up, but then when they when they made contact, it was just different levels, way different levels. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's what everyone said before the fight, but you almost don't always want to believe it. You want to be like, he's a man. I, I could wrestle too, but... Well, kind of like Ronda Rousey for a long time. People were like, she's going to lose this time, and then she would win. She's going to lose this time, and she would win. Yes, similar to that, but Khabib's got a whole different toolbox of... Well, he's... Well, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, you know, there was a period of time... If Ronda Rousey could have got out after four title defenses and be like, greatest ever. Yeah. Well, that's the whole right? discussion, too. Yeah, that he's out after four title defenses. John Jones is like, I got like 10 of these, 15 of these. Yeah. And uh, Dana says he's coming back, though, so maybe we'll see that 30 and 0. They, they, what was the fuck? Against GSP? Well, Dana thinks that he retired. He retired in like emotion, you know, in the moment, yeah. you know, and he might do one more. We got to get Ali back on. That might be wishful thinking. But even – no, Dana. Ali kind of put out a cryptic message too and was like, Khabib's still the champion. Nobody – there's no there's no title to fight for yet. Huh. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. But are you training – does Greg Hardy come around you at all? Uh, yeah, he usually – he'll come up to Port St. Lucie and train with Dean a little bit. I believe he's working with Rashad down south as well. So he's uh, kind of in between both places. Yeah, that- see him. Tell him the man said what's up, and that I miss him in the clan. He used to be in my uh, Clash of Clans clan for like he was in there for like a week or two, and some people <laughs> like that didn't know who he was kicked him out. I'm like, dude, what the fuck, <laughs> the guy. <laughs> well, even him, I'd assume he's still with American Top Team, but then I saw him with Rashad, who's not American Top Team, and with Dean, who's not American Top Team. So I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. And then I yeah, saw there's a handful of us that whenever Dean left, we just kind of followed him uh, that we just we trust him more than anything. Like I said, with me, I've worked with him since I was 16. So no matter where Dean goes, he's going to be my head coach. But uh, like Shorty followed him. Greg followed him. And there's a few fighters that still come and train with him that are not. Uh, I believe they still like train a couple different places. But, uh, as far as I know, I think ATC is uh, closed because of COVID still kind of, it's like only open to pros or something like that. I'm not hundred percent sure of the situation there. Probably. I think some places haven't fully got, gotten with the opening and whatnot, but we'll mm-hmm. see. So election, crazy shit going on. Do you care about politics at all? <laughs> no, I try to stay out of that. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. But if I were to vote, I'd vote for Trump. <laughs> I'm not even voting, so I, like, <laughs> not I give a shit. And uh, I, I, I live in like a little bubble where it's just mixed martial arts, and that's about it. I'm not yeah. trying to – I don't look into the real world much. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to tap into your bubble too much, but in case you were wondering, in that game, I went 13 and 13, you know. Not, not, I'm not in here tooting my own horn. I'm not saying I'm bad either. Some people are probably like, what? You went 13-13? Oh, you fucking suck, bro. Like, listen, I actually have a real life where I do other things. I play a stupid game. In what game? I just had to get it off my chest. In Clash of Clans? No, in fucking dude. I was playing and chatting with you guys and just murking fools. 
Come on, Stan. Oh, the game you were just playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people were probably like, dude, how's he doing? I need to know this. And I'll put it out there exactly how I did. Well, I don't think I'm alone. I think Jillian was a little lost there as well. We didn't know what you were talking about. Sorry. I'm wild. So that's <gasps> one thing I want to get off my chest. And then two, in the near future, I just want to get my, you know, the teeth looking like amazing. Jillian, you have really good teeth. <laughs> Thank you. What, uh, you, you were born that way or? Yeah. yeah never Shut up. Like that. You know, my last fight, I fought five minutes without a mouth guard. I was like, I'm so happy. I kept my teeth perfect. You've never had braces or anything? No, never. Give me the full thing. Really? And you fought without a mouth guard for years. Uh, yeah, I, I still do that in training all the time. I'm bad at that. <laughs> yeah. But yes, one of the more attractive females in MMA, if I may say so myself. What's the relationship status still at the moment? Single? Yes. Or relationship status is MMA or training? <laughs> she's uh, Hey, she's married to the game, to the fight game. <laughs> I wouldn't quite say it like that, but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Stan, when I broke up with um, now my kid's mom the first time, we didn't have any kids at the time. And uh, I told her, listen, I'm married to the fight game. I got to need do this. I just need a 100% focus on the fight game. <laughs> like, sorry. Sorry. You no, said that? Different, like, I you swear to, to God. <laughs> yeah. Would you what hit was that? 2011? Is that right after you, the Ultimate Fighter? You after would, the finale. You would hit a guy with that right now, Jillian? No, I wouldn't hit a guy with that, but um, I, I, it really is how it is because I'm just so focused on me that I don't have time for a lot of that. I don't have time to invest myself in somebody else right now. So what would be the move, though? Like, are you would you date a fighter? Are you dating on – are you on Tinder swiping? <laughs> Not on Tinder, but I feel like – I don't know. For, you see a lot of fighter girls end up with like people who are in the MMA world. They're like coaches or fighters or something like that, where it's just somebody you can relate to. And like, it's a weird life that we live and like with weight cuts and with just going through the fight, like the whole fight process is something different. So um, I think if I did end up with somebody, it would probably be within this realm. Well, there's, there's probably something like a little bit sexy about like, I can't beat you up. Right. Okay, yeah. And especially like, any guy that you meet, they don't really get that. Like I can fuck them up, you know, like, yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. I bet you could beat me up. I'm like, yeah, I could though. <laughs> yeah. But they use that as a pickup line. Like, <laughs> please hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Every single guy uses that as a pickup line. And it's yeah. like, well, yeah, I can. Like, that's attractive. <laughs> so uh, is your DMs flooded with dick pics too? Oh, yeah. I feel like it was mine used to be. Yours? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a joke. <laughs> was a joke. Bro, no, but Jessica Penne told us that. Yeah, every female fighter, I feel like. It's right. just like all creeps, 100%. <laughs> Bro, we've gotten creepy messages, Menace. Not dick pics, but really? we've, when we've posted things about dick pics or conversations we have with women, they've got, we've, I've gotten posts. Like a guy sent me a message the other day. Like, do you really want to see? And he was like, I, whatever he said to me, he was insinuating sending me a dick pic. I was like, delete, block this guy. I'm good. Oh, Stan, what are you doing? No, I didn't block him. I deleted the message. I don't want to get sent dick pics. 
Stan, you got to take one for the mess and the man. No, I'm good on that one. Listen, Stan, we support all sexualities here on this show. We do, but I don't want to see. I I wasn't soliciting dick pics. It was unsolicited dick pics. I knew how Jillian and these women felt for a moment. Oh, you felt like a little bit vulnerable. For a small moment. And I was like, Like, oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, I don't want this. Some people, it's like just the way they come at you too. Like they'll send you DMs and you're like, do you think this would actually work? Like, have you ever had it work to talking to a woman like this? What's the best pickup line you've come across? And wait, we've talked about that too. There was a Christopher Columbus somewhere that sent a dick pic and it worked. And that's where it had to, there's someone somewhere that was successful with it. Had to have been. The Mass and the Man show. Stan keeps fucking up on the computer and it keeps... Is it Zoom's fault, Stan, or your computer's fault, or the Democrats? Zoom and liberals, most likely. <laughs> All right, now we're back. But I mean, I, I don't know what it was. Just something happened that I got zapped and kicked off of Zoom. It kept you guys on. I wish I had that content of whatever you guys were talking about. Well, we were we were talking about how uh, Jillian was on Ashley Evan Smith's Rebel Girl sex and violence show and i was just asking her if she liked it whatever she said yeah it's fun and then i asked her about like or me and you kind of spoke about how it'd be weird for us to ask the same questions that ashley asks guests you know because we're guys i'd be like oh so yeah anyways so then i asked jillian while we were off air like i feel like guys because i've been in locker rooms with guys and i've talked just real just real nasty. Not each other, <laughs> just about things that we do, you know? Um, and then I said, hey, Jillian, do girls talk like that in, in, in the locker room? And she said, yes, Dennis. Well, well you said the tough house. So that's, yeah, the mo- that's the most women you've ever lived with at one time. Yeah, that's the first time I lived outside of my parents' house was in the tough house. So uh, that was the first time I like lived by myself and I was surrounded by uh, 17 other women constantly. And that's probably the most the most vulgar things I've ever heard is in that tough house. Like, I just I just don't know what a girl could say. You don't have to say who, but like, what could a girl say that's vulgar? I, I feel like they can be worse than guys. Like, I've been around because I'm. I've hung around the gym, you know, I'm usually around all guys and I hear them bullshit with each other, but I feel like girls go in a lot, a lot more detail. I just like in my head, like a guy be like, yeah, I beat, you know, I beat her genitalia up. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is a girl talking trash? Like, yeah, he beat my genitalia up or I don't, I don't know what's, I don't know what it would sound like for a girl to be vulgar. I don't like, yeah, like he had like he had me walking. We I don't know what's. <laughs> I, just don't. I guess well, I'm they not... say the nasty things they do. I'm not one to do it, but I don't think. Yeah, I'm not saying you. Yeah, I'm what, gonna, I want I... you to repeat something you've heard. You don't need to say who said it. I, I, I can't put me on the spot like this. I don't even know. No. <laughs> you could be making it up for all we know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not that creative there. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, like we said, women, men, it is very similar. You know like, what? I need to get on. I'm going to get on Ashley's show and I'm going to interview her on her own damn show. 
But she was her that question. I told her that's what we were going to do with her the last time she was going to come on, but then we took like two weeks off, so she didn't come on. But we got to get Ashley back on. I'll but call definitely, her fucking now. But definitely, people need to check out Sex and Violence with Rebel Girl because it's a funny show and it's a totally. It's not really MMA. She talks about MMA for like two minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it was a dope experience to be on it too. Ashley is a great person. I love talking to her. Yeah, she's awesome. But yes, like you said, very open with the questions. And men, it's like, we can go there, but we can't go there because then we come off creepy. So, but we can ask, right. obviously, relationship questions. We can obviously, like, try to cross lines, if you will. The thing is, I don't even really want to even hover the lines. Because, like, Julian, would you say that girls can be crazy? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I, I date one. And I don't want her to be like, why would you ask her to that, Dennis? Do you like her? I'm like, whoa, I'm thinking like guys that watch my show and what they want to maybe hear, I'm trying to fill, you know, put them in my shoot. I don't know. Sorry. I won't do it again, babe. I'm sorry. Well, that's the move is just asking the question because obviously people do want those answers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like Jillian, what are like qualities that you would look for in a man? Or let's say like you were – I don't want to well, say. Well, he has to be able to beat her up, like fighting wise, right? Like fighting wise. Yeah. Uh, I, as someone who's as driven as I am, someone who's focused on their goals and passionate about that shit, because I feel like that means a lot to me. Is that they're at my hometown? It's a lot of people who don't want anything for themselves. It's a lot of people who just want to like hang out and chill. So I want someone who is driven, someone who has the same job that I have. Yeah. Because hanging out isn't going to buy you, you know, a nice car or something like that, you know? <laughs> Are you into cars at all? No, not really. I, yeah, I'm not into Let's say you had a fucking ton of money. What would you buy with it? I don't know. I'm kind of like, I don't really care too much. Maybe a lot of weed. That's about it. <laughs> right. High-end weed. Yeah, like that's what I was just thinking. Like what would Jillian's like little blurb be? Like let's say she was on a dating site or even like her about me on Instagram or something. It's like what? Fighting, weed, dog? And my dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> what kind of pup do you have again? I have a pit bull. Huh. How old? And he's 12 years old. Okay. 12? Yes. Wow. What? He's how many, I don't. Maybe I'm not gonna, like how much more how how long do they live to be? My brother's dog's like maybe thirteen, something like that. Uh, he's definitely getting up there. I would say probably like thirteen to fifteen ish would be expected, but uh he's there's no health problems or anything. He's so good and he's yeah, he's just a big baby. <laughs> and what kind of pitbull is he? Uh red nose pit. Because my brother has an American pit. And she's like a 40-pound American pit, and she's an assassin. She got hit by, like, a car when she was a puppy, so which just fucked her hip up, and now she's, like, limps. It's like, I'm like, dude, this dog can't, like, go up the stairs, Dean. Like, what are you doing, dude? And I told him, if he wants me to take her for a long walk, I would do that for him. What the – what do you mean a long walk? You don't know what a long walk is, Stan? Are you literally taking the dog on a long walk, or are you taking it to the vet to get put down? No, I'm taking it to the woods to be put down. It's cheaper. <laughs> uh, uh, hypothetically, allegedly. Yeah. You would never do that. I'm going to get a lot of backlash on that statement. 
We might, but that's how they do it in the sticks. He's from upstate New York, Jillian. Fuck off. But uh, anything on the horizon at the moment? Uh, just like a grappling competition this weekend, but that's just I, – I try to stay active as possible until I get a fight date. And uh, Mick says he doesn't have an opponent in mind for me at the moment. So I'm hoping to get in there in December. That would be awesome for me uh, get at least a third one this year. If not, then hopefully early January it would be awesome to get back in there. Who do you want a piece of? Uh, I don't. I honestly, I, I'm not really sure the girls that are ranked above me at this moment. I know, I like they just moved me up to 12. Uh, after my fight, I called out Antonina Shevchenko because she denied me a couple months ago. Mm. But uh, they just matched her up with Ariana Lipsky. So now I'm not really sure who I'm looking at. And uh, but anyone ranked one through 11, I'm down for. I mean, so if the UFC was if the UFC was smart, they would start marketing you, and definitely, you know, you're still young too. That's like one of the best marketing, the best mar- most marketable things about you is that you're having so much success and you're young, all time submission leader. Yeah, like she's right now at 25, the all time submission leader. Right, finishes. Uh, yeah, I have uh, uh, the most finishes in my division, the most submissions out of uh, all women's UFC, and then the most uh, wins in my division as well. Wow. Yeah, and I feel like you almost you did that quietly, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, that's what that's Jillian Robertson. Yeah, she has all these leader statistics right now, killing the game. That's the goal. Just keep breaking records so I get to the top. And I'm gonna make them notice me, you know. Yeah. Keep breaking records and arms. <laughs> Yeah, so that should be that should be in your Instagram thing. That should be <laughs> No? What keep breaking records in arms? Yeah! I thought that was really clever just now. <laughs> Nothing? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Dogweed fighting was good too. Dogweed like, fighting. Straight to the point. Right now my bio just says just uh fighting to get my dog the backyard he deserves. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, that's even like Caitlin Chukagian was fighting, and she just kept posting like, "I'm just doing this to feed Pablo." She's doing this exactly. to feed her. What What is Pablo? Menace. Uh, he's a dog. No, what kind of dog? Uh, same kind of dog that Michael Johnson has. Yeah, I figured you'd know, and it'd be right there for you. Mm. It's not a Boston Terrier. It's not, not a Boston. What's the other like meteor dog like that? Is it a, a French a French Boston Terrier? Wait, but bigger French Bulldog. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they have French bulldogs. But yes, we love dogs here at Menace and the Man. Don't listen to Menace. He's clearly been drinking too many seltzers, sel- whatever he's drinking over there. Talking yeah, about- that was a joke, dude. I was just saying that to get my brother riled up. Oh, one, okay. Hey, when his dog, when his dog got hit by a car and they had to get a vet bill, I'm like, what? I was also younger. I never had a dog, so it does not. I was like, Dean, you could buy two dogs for the price you paid to fix one dog. And him and his lady looked at me like, the fuck is wrong with you? Like, uh, it was a joke. Well, all right. well we learned that. that who did I, I did that like two episodes ago. Whenever a joke goes bad or whenever something you say goes bad, you just go, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like when you say something that goes too far, it was a joke. Yeah. But Jillian, we're big fans here at Menace and the Man. We'll definitely talk to you soon. Next time, come with some blunts ready, and we'll smoke next time. Oh, I got you. Virtually. I'll watch. I'll watch. Or I'll light them virtually. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Don't talk to you guys again. All right, we'll talk to you soon, Jillian. 
All right, thank you for having me. Bye. Goodbye. Did I go too dark with the dogs? No, but I felt like we had it set up to be like, so are you submissive? Are you dominant in the bedroom? Like, have you ever thought about being a lesbian? But we like, we, we danced around it. What's your it? I had it. But next time, now we got there. So I see where you want to go sometime. So maybe we'll start going those places. Oh, where do we want to go? I'm going to be your voice. Yes or no? I mean, I'll say the things that you don't want to get. I like time. setting you up for failure. Like for, Stan likes that, you know, for, and you're like, uh, no, for, I don't. For failure or for success? For whatever you want. Because I could spin them into success. So you never know. What's going on? Mark, what's up, big dog? Not too much. Mark Hall, welcome to Menace and the Man. Stan the Man, Dennis the Menace Bermudez. And now we're joined by, can I call you wrestling? You'd be a wrestling legend at this point, right? If you'd like to call me that. He's, he's, he's headed there. Yeah, wrestling. Res- I watched enough of him. Yeah, Mark Hall, Penn State national champion. Should have been a two-time national champion, but we'll get into that. Yeah. So, so I mean, we could start right there. So, you're still... You're now. You didn't get to finish your senior year, basically, right? Yeah, just uh, we. I mean, we literally went to everything except for the NCAs, which is crazy. Yeah. So I was talking to uh, Jesse Jansen. I said, "Dude, why don't you guys do a fucking like unofficial, but like you guys can at least be like, yo, this is probably what would happen, NCAA tournament." Have everybody come, see them what they would have been seated for the NCAA tournament. Let them have a fucking go at it. And he was like, "We've, we're trying, we tried." Yeah, yeah, that would have been. I mean, even yeah. if it wasn't official, but you would be like, "Yeah, you got to think too." I mean, at that point, I mean, it's like three hundred thirty guys. Um, I mean, thirty-three guys each weight, and I mean, even even at the best, like. Like I thought something could happen where like if it was just the, the top eight seeds from each each uh each chart, yeah. you know, it would have been cool for yeah. sure. Cause hang on, some of the most exciting matches is when number sixteen beats number four no or doubt. two. No doubt, yeah. You like, know what I mean? You're like, what? What the fuck? Dude, you and you, you definitely need those guys for NCAA charts. I mean, there's all there's bracket busters every year, you know. Yeah, because I, I mean, Nick Piccini is one of my good buddies. He was he, I watched him throughout high school. He's trained at my gym, so it was like heartbreaking for me to see him because he wasn't an NCAA champion, and like mm-hmm. this, it could have been his year, you know. So I was like, damn. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. But he switched gears. He's going MMA. He's full in. I I would have guessed that. 100% of the time. <laughs> well, hang on. The thing is, He's got all him. of his privates he was doing, he was doing it at my MMA gym. So, like, I would just finish, like, pro class, and he'd be drilling with, like, with Gregor M- Gillespie with, or Kyle Sermonara. With MMA fighters. He was always, like, right. even Sermonara has an MMA background, coaches MMA guys, and then Gregor's Gregor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, his coaches. So, it was almost a natural progression for Piccinini. Yeah. I remember, uh, I mean, I was – There'd be times my freshman year, I'd be coming in the wrestling room late, like work out or something, get my weight down for the next day. And Nick was in there, like literally like putting holes in a punching bag. Like it was crazy. And I was like this, I mean, he's, well, I mean, at that time he was probably all of like 135, 140. And I was thinking like, bro, like there's no way I'd want to like 
throw hands with this guy. <laughs> that little piece of shit. And he, he I, I mean, like I said, like I knew he was gonna go into fighting. I think he's gonna be a great fighter as well. No, I'd be. He used to lift with me. Me and him had the same strength and conditioning coach, and like he'd be putting up like ten pounds lighter than me. But he weighed like 125. I used to fight at 45. I walk around like 65. I'm like, yeah, crazy. What's wrong with you? Crazy. So you, I would imagine you have some crazy genetics too. Like, how many pull-ups can you do? Uh, <laughs> hey, that's Dan. Yeah. In the wrestling community, that's how I know. That's but, how you can gauge how but, fucking strong somebody's. Like, I don't know, 50. Yeah, like, yeah. I, that's funny. I mean, it, it, it's even funny you say that. Like, I throughout my career. I mean, I'm focusing on it a little more now, but I like used to hate being in the weight room. Um, I never really had a focus on being in the weight room. Whenever I went in the weight room, it was more so just like just another workout, like just maintenance and right body to feel good. I mean, most most of my focus was just in the wrestling room and whatnot, you know. And now that I'm um, going up to 86 kilos, like. There has to be a focus on getting bigger, on getting stronger, um, and being in the weight room is the best way to do that. So, um, but yeah, like you said, I I just I never really focused on it, so I couldn't really tell you how many how many pull ups I can do, how many pull push ups I can do, my max weight stuff, you know. Well, last last I knew, Kyle Dake didn't lift weights. Yeah, he he has some. Uh, it's like some I mean, like some bands or some shit. Some type of like calisthenic or something like that. I I have never um, asked him about it or got to know anything about it. But yeah, you're you're correct. So one thing. Are you at? Sorry. Well, me being like uh, Menace, obviously wrestled D1. I wrestled like high school. Like I'm not nowhere near your guys' level. But like, so for me, something I always looked at when I look at guys is high school and college, their record. So you are one of the most successful, if not the, you're the greatest wrestler in Minnesota history, pretty much, right? Like high school. Yep. Like six time state champion. Yep. I won. So I won state um, from seventh grade on seventh grade through 12th grade. And then uh, we, we had, I won six team state titles as well. So put those together, 12 gold medals coming out of the Minnesota state tournaments. Um, I I don't know who else has ever done something like that. What's that record looking like? High, uh, High school. I mean, just just for wrestling, I know the most um, the most it was before me was Destin McCauley. Uh, he we both went and we both ended up going to Apple Valley. I think he had ten or eleven altogether. He won five five state championships as an individual, and then um, I think he I think he ended up winning six team state titles as well. So, what Stan's asking, what was your high school record? 280 something or 230 something i think no no so it's so i wrestled in kentucky as well so if you so i wrestled in kentucky my first seventh grade year and then i got held back and moved to minnesota for another seventh grade year and that's when i kind of started wrestling in minnesota oh. yep and then okay uh, but and, sure you had next year but a varsity win is a varsity win i don't give a shit yeah so i mean all together i probably won around like 280 matches and then i know i lost i think six or seven now i don't want to rain on your parade and this is no disrespect to you yeah. <laughs> right behind all those right there's like a little bit of, but like kentucky minnesota 
they're not New York and Pennsylvania or Cali, right? Yeah, you know, you know what's funny? So, uh, which lot- I'm, I'm sure all your boys at Penn State, are like, oh yeah, six time state mm-hmm. champ. I tell them I would have won four state titles in Pennsylvania easy. <laughs> oh, I mean, probably for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, like the the running joke with like a lot of my like close friends that know me the best, they're like, dude. Kentucky has to be better than Minnesota because because I never won state in Kentucky. I took second. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yep. that's it's it's funny, but yeah, no Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey, like you said, California, those states are just powerhouses. So Valmont's over there, like I was a New Jersey state champ. <laughs> yeah, did Valmont? Do you, uh, me and Dan Valmont used to be roommates oh, here on Long Island. Nice. I, yeah. I love Dan. He's awesome. He's amazing. Do you drink beer? Do I? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah man, me and Dan. Hang on. Sometimes we drink so many beers. We didn't like, we live in Long Beach here on Long Island, right? We're like, let's do a power right? Do a power hour. We look at each other. Like, while we're playing Call of Duty, yep. we do a power hour. We look at each other like, you feel good? Like, I feel amazing. Like, should we yeah. do another one? Like, Yep. (laughs) Two hours later, we try to like get out of our little thing. We're like, you want to just go back? Like, correct. Man, hang on. If you don't think I'm going to come and hang out with you and Dan, you're you're off your rocker. We live in the same apartment building. So, well, you guys are pretty much, hang on. Oh, fuck. Who's the the guy with the great hair? He's a 41 pounder, all American. From where? Fuck Missouri. Fuck. We had him on the show, Stan. Why am I drawing a blank? Bryce Meredith? Yes. Oh, he, he went to uh Wyoming. Yeah, he, oh, he, fuck. anyways, uh he's a great dude. Oh, he was talking about how wrestlers should be getting be making their own money. Like the NFL players get paid to fucking, you know, be big athletes. And instead of living off of millionaires, which is kind of what you're doing right now. No, uh, you're pay- you're kind of like paid so much just to wrestle and lip- you know, pursue your dream. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, so right now, um, I mean, as soon as I sign my contract with the PRTC, I haven't yet, but as soon as I sign my contract, it'll, that's how it'll be. I'll be getting, uh, set some money every month um and then uh i mean even but for guys like like college guys like as soon as they pass that uh that bill or whatever that rule where they can start start making the making money off just for being who they are man it's gonna be it's gonna be really good for the sport i personally think i think one million percent and what's what stops that Mm -hmm. um I I think what stops it is is just guys. Um, I mean, maybe no like, NCAA. They're just making fucking. Well, they're making all the money off you guys. Yeah, I, I I don't know what their logic is. I don't know. I don't know what like what is like makes them think personally. Like what makes them think it's okay? I mean, they like you said. I mean, they're just making millions off of off of their athletes. So, and I mean, like, uh, in, mean, wait, like in every sport too. Every sport. Oh, my God. Yeah. Does that mean, like, football players can sell, like, jerseys with their name on the back? No. 
Nope. Even I mean, you go to you go to any uh, any college um, like retail store. Um, I mean, they have all all jerseys with numbers on them, no names on the back. Um, they can't. I mean, you can't sell like bobbleheads. I couldn't make T-shirts of my well. Like I, did, I myself couldn't make T-shirts. Did Bryce get in trouble for that? Because I think that's what Meredith was doing. He was making the B Money T-shirts, and then I think he made a wrestling shoe or something along those lines. Uh, I don't know. It, it, I don't. I'm not sure. It, he might have started that while he was in college. I mean, it definitely goes around. I mean, there's people who find loopholes and do it, but most of the time, there's people that people just don't take the chance. But I mean, for him, he's he's doing really well by doing what he is so um yeah yeah so when i'm racking my brain i believe you you're the third penn state wrestler we've had on the show we had we had bo nickel on Mm -hmm. we had uh pat cummins as well okay and now we got mark hall so those are those are three great guys oh complete stuff one of them one of them isn't a national champion but (laughs) hey It doesn't doesn't have anything to do with how good of a man uh, Penn State probably made him. This place is awesome. Oh, well. And he's still on the wall somewhere as an All-American. That's right. And they even give you that extra lean, like they call you a finalist when you came Mm -hmm. in second place. Forever. Forever. Yeah. So what's it? I mean, are they having a wrestling season now? Is COVID uh, putting a halt on that? To my understanding, it's going to start uh, at the new year, which typically um, things things would probably be getting getting going right about now and previous years. Um, they're going to start in the, the new year. It's going to be um, – I mean, ma- the guys are just going to be doing matches within their uh, – like the Big Ten, Big 12, just matches within their uh, region or whatever. And then – um, they'll go into their conference tournament and in the, in the NCAs, and it's going to be it's going to end in March all the same. So I mean, guys are losing about two months. But uh, one thing I do know is that they are all. I'm pretty sure all athletes are getting a year of eligibility pretty much back. So if they wrestle this year, and if they do wrestle this year, they'll still have another. Like pretty much, it just doesn't. It's not going to count. That like that, a redshirt year. Almost. Yeah, that was my next question. So, like, did that happen for Piccinini as well? No, it's same as him. They graduated. No, so it's it's only it's only for the guys um, for like this year. Well, happened a junior last year. So, yeah, year, right? if you were a senior last year, you don't get the year back. You don't get the one more year of eligibility. Correct. So, oh, so for those guys that were like national championship is my life. That's like that. That little dagger right there. Yeah. You're talking to him, Stan. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got <laughs> no. He got one. You have a you. You want? Well, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. He got one, but like, why wouldn't he want? What's better than one national championship? Two, two. Yeah. But those guys that never got that one, that that was their, you know, and I'm Pitchinini. Like you know? pitch, yeah. So now Pitchinini is going to transfer that motivation probably right over to MMA and probably crush at AKA. So now Mark. Is MMA possibly somewhere you might head after your wrestling's done? Yeah, uh, man, I don't. I I have never had aspirations to fight. Um, I've never. I like, to, to be completely honest, I don't even. I don't even like watching it. I think it's like really brutal and like gory almost. 
I mean, I like watching like knockouts and stuff every once in a while, but they like those kind of get me fired up. But as far as like going through a whole UFC event, like it's like I don't really pay attention to it. Um, but one thing I I definitely would like to do is like working in MMA, MMA like coaching wrestling with uh, certain clubs. Um, you know, I, I think there's there's a lot to learn, especially from uh, you know maybe guys who are fighting and don't really have a wrestling background, um, you know, getting taught through, you know, from one of the best sports dynasties in the United States. Um, I would, I would love to, to be a part of it that way, but I've never really thought about fighting. I don't think my mom would appreciate it though. <laughs> what if you bought her a car or something? Said, hey, mom, See, now if I, if I was making money through it, I, I still think it would be a problem, but if I, if I like put it back into her, I don't think she would. Uh, what, what, I, right, I see exactly where you're coming from. Stan, let me talk to the man. All right. I, I was going to say, because, so here's a phone call from Menace. I was going to say, what about a phone call from like a DC? So here's the phone call from Menace. No, <laughs> no because I was, I liked watching it when I was in college, you know, and you know, as I got a little older in the twenties, like, dude, you should do it. I'm like, no fucking way. Mm-hmm. Fuck no. Those guys. Cause like remember in high school, like, dude, let's go punch for punch in the arm. I'm like, no, I can't punch hard. Like, yeah. you're gonna win. Like, I don't want to fucking you pound me. I would never do that. You know? Yeah. But then a buddy of mine kind of and here's what happens: you go and you start helping MMA guys, and then you start beating them and you don't fucking know anything. You're like, really? <laughs> And the, it's like when you wrestle with like a freshman, mm-hmm. a new freshman comes and he thinks he's whatever. Like I'm the man, I know how to wrestle and you beat the fucking piss out of him and he can't breathe and he's fucking drowning in his own sweat. Sometimes yeah. that's what it's like fighting. Yeah. yeah. These guys are not on your caliber. Like you, did you watch the Khabib fight? Yeah, I did. Okay. Know. You're not, you're not going to sit there and tell me, you're like, no chance this guy takes me down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was, I'll take him down at will. Whenever I want. And hold him down. Yeah. I would get drunk and watch like Cowboy Cerrone and Ben Henderson fight. I'm like, I'll take him around right there. Pettis, I'll take him down right there. I'll, I'll fuck, I, I would fuck them up. Yeah. I mean, and I, then I'd start dabbling and then it just, I don't know. It was just for fun at first. Well, yeah. How old are you, Mark? And what's that? How old are you? I'm 23. Oh, all right. So you still, yeah. it might happen. It, it it could happen. No, I mean it's like it's like a one percent chance. But you, I, you might train an MMA fighter and start fucking him up. And be like, you win fights. Yeah. <laughs> you win fights. How much did you make? Not a doubt. And like, and for me, it's I I completely understand that. Um, for the most part, I mean wrestlers dominate the the ufc no doubt like i I pay attention to it that much where i know just how big wrestling is and when it comes to fighting and i also know how many guys aren't very good at it when it comes to fighting so um and i i do know if you're good there is a lot of money in it so yeah like like i said like a like a one percent chance kind of so what why are you because you and bo are both assassins why what what's different in your guy's head where he's like i'm in i'm gonna fucking become a champion you're like "Eh, i don't 
Yeah. I is there something? Did he? Would he fight on campus? No chance, right? No. No, I mean he'll, he he would hold he would hold like like a sparring session or something with guys who would like to feel feel it out. Like um, there were a couple times walking the restroom, he's punching bags, guys are holding mitts and stuff. Um, but I mean, I, I just think the the flip could have been where he he's lived with Tony Kassar for I think all throughout college. Um, I've lived with. Uh, Jason Nolf and some other guys on the team and stuff. So I just think, I think the, the atmosphere, like I knew for a fact is like seeing Tony. Um, I was like, man, this guy's going to be big and he's going to go in the UFC and he's going to be good. Um, so I just think it was just different. I mean, that, that could have been something Bo wanted to do before he got to know Tony, but I think as far as where we just the environment, we kind of, grew up throughout college and it's just a little yeah different. what is that little psychopath Nolf doing now <laughs> yeah he he actually uh he just bought a new house so i live in his house um with him and then him and his wife just bought uh they bought a different house uh just just down the road so he's he's still wrestling he's he's doing really well man he he uh i mean after um uh let's see after he was uh, like he was a seventy kilo guy. He moved right. up to seventy four. I mean, I was I was always a lot bigger than him. I mean, at least 10, 15 pounds. And now he's he's all of like one eighty five, one ninety, and he's freaking he's he's doing really well. Stan, this guy is a fit, a fucking psychopath. He's like, if you asked me if he killed somebody, I would say yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just has this like like no expression on his face when he wrestles, and you're like. And who is this? At first, you're like, ah, you just, you know, like a kind of dirty blonde, like, eh. Who know. is this? Jason Knopf. Jason Knopf. And and he will he 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 will beat you down. I mean, there's there are a couple times like in in practice where like you, you just know if you're going with Jason, you're like today's gonna suck. And that and that goes for so many so many guys on our team. Just like. There's some hard days you got to go yeah. through. Humble because I I grew up liking. This is gonna sound weird. I grew up watching. Oh my god! X Men and shit. Oh god. I forgot. You know what I mean? Like dudes I, with muscles. So I, when I watch you wrestle, Mark, I'm like, this guy's fucking Jack to the hill. He's explosive. <laughs> He's like, this guy's a monster. And then you look at Jason, you're like, yeah, yeah. But then you watch him wrestle, you're like, this guy. His pace. His pace he's actually a, like a killer. Like yeah. his, his pace and his, uh, yeah, just the way he wrestles makes up for the, and he, and he's actually like one of the more explosive guys on the team too. But like those things that he does makes up for the appearance that, you know, you, yeah. You know. I just had one of those moments like, Oh my God, I forgot a Penn state wrestler. We had Phil Davis as well on the show. Yep. Oh, not And then Phil Davis was actually someone who was almost pretty, you could say, instrumental in Menace's path into MMA as being someone older who he looked up to in wrestling who got into it. So, like, you're 23 right now, like we were talking about with Bo. I think once you get your hands on an MMA guy, you're going to be like, hmm, exactly like Menace. So like, you beat people up, huh? You made, you, you, you made 100 grand for your last fight. I think I could, I could think I'd probably fuck you up in a fight, you know. And then you're gonna, you might dabble into it. 
Dude, I've watched Pat Cummings like give her doom, like like beat him in rounds. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's crazy. And he wasn't even a heavyweight, yeah. but to the, the wrestling, you know. Yeah. And the grind, and like you said earlier, like wrestlers, like you guys have that extra gear of like, no, this guy doesn't have that practice room that I went through for four years, five years that made me a fucking physical killer that I can go five rounds if need be. You know what yeah. I mean? Most guys don't have that. Like jujitsu, kickboxing, it's a different level of conditioning, a different style of training. Oh, there, I mean, dude, there's nothing like, there is nothing on this planet like a college wrestling season. So basically what we're saying, Mark, is we want to get you into MMA. <laughs> well, no, hang on. I would, I would, in every fight camp I had, I would make my way into, I know they're not, Penn State, but I'd make my way into Hofstra's wrestling room at least once a week because it was, you know, with, within a half hour. Yeah. And just get in there and get after it. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I think another thing too is just uh, I've never been around it. Uh, I mean, some guys are, um, I mean, they kind of make up their mind. It could be in high school, midway through college, um, you know, those kind of things. And I'm, I've never had, like, I've never even been around like, uh, like a, like that kind of like atmosphere, like a, like I've never been to like a boxing gym, you know, yeah. those uh, opportunities. I mean, even coming from your level of wrestling, like I, I'm not saying I was at your level. I mean, I wrestled at that mm-hmm. stage in college, but you're, you're a different animal. But like, I remember, you know, going into the MMA gym and being like, I thought about it for like a month before I actually did it, you know? And I was yeah. like, I just went in there. I went up to the owner. I said, where's your best guy let me try and let me you know yeah grapple with him yeah you know and i got tapped out because i don't know jujitsu a couple times but like after two weeks that all stopped yeah the really you quick know. curve yeah well the thing is is like you wrestle like this right as soon as someone starts pulling something away from around that's how they have to smit you so you go nope well that yeah. and we're so you know um but you know once Again, you for like when I stopped wrestling, it was because you know I was raising a kid that wasn't mine for two years. There was just I just got far away from it. Where to get because when I was wrestling in college, the goal was to be exactly where you are is trying to compete to be in the Olympics, you know, or a world champion. And uh, I just got you know two years outside of a wrestling room. MMA was like you know, it was easier for me to get into that than it was to try and. find an otc or you know yeah a regional training center uh definitely so now with what you got going on now you got the ncaa is canceled like what's your goal now is a world championship a world i'm saying a world championship and then the olympics so i've been um i mean right now i've just been kind of relaxing um there hasn't really there's been a couple competitions going on. Uh, I've, I've been like recovering and getting healthy from some other things I had to go through. Um, but as far as, uh, I mean, goals, like, yeah, it, 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 as soon as I get back into it, uh, those are definitely things I'm looking for making world teams, winning tournaments, winning world championships. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's the stuff, uh, you know, like, the, the the way that the way that I work the way that I prepare myself, that's that's how I do it. You know, like 
it's going to be, it's going to be all the same. I'm not going to, um, it's not going to be something where I'm wrestling just to wrestle. I'm not going to be going in the lift room or in the the weight room just to lift, you know, like my, my mind will be clear. Um, I got, this is my last semester of school. So just been focusing on that these last couple months, but you know, I'm moving to Philadelphia in two or three weeks. Oh, you're still at Penn state. Yep. Yep. Okay. I thought you were already in Philly. Okay. Yep. So, uh, as soon as I get, get things going in Philadelphia, man, it's going to be, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to get my, get my, get my, uh, my feet back under, under me. Yeah. Start wrestling again. And now slate, is it? Yep. Coach Slay. Yeah. Slay. Slay. Yeah. That dude's a fucking animal. Cause I went to Dan's wedding and I was like, Hey, what's going on? Coach Slay. He was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, Hey, I'm a badass too, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, see you later. He's, he's, he's the man. I've known coach Slay since I was like 13, 14. Um, and that's a big part why I wanted to go to PRTC, obviously. Um, another thing is making, uh, making an RTC choice was a lot different than making a college choice. Um, between the RTCs, it was it was either going to be uh, staying at Penn State with the Nayland Wrestling Club or going to Philadelphia and being at the PRTC. So, uh, what are the pros and cons there? Man, because I, I, Kale's the arguably yeah, the best to ever do it. He's the goat, man. He's so he, yeah, and he he still scraps with us. Um, I know there's there's times where Coach Slay still wrestles with the with the guys too. Um, he's a little older. But he's not in the same shape as Kale. No, he, he's 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 a little older than Coach Kale. Um, but I mean, the pros and cons, man. Like there there are no cons. There there really aren't. Like between the two, it was more so just like I, I just felt like I needed something different. Um, being at Penn State last four years, um, just kind of made me think, uh, like. Well, what else can I do? Because I've I moved around the United States my whole life. I've lived in Michigan. I was born in Michigan. I've lived in Kentucky, Minnesota, Colorado. Um, I've been all around the world with wrestling, um, and I I just think it's part of my like my like fate, I guess, to like yeah. keep that going, keep that yeah. keep that going, see what else there is out there. Um, and so I was just that's that's pretty much what I was thinking about. It wasn't so much me like wanting to get out of Penn state. Like I didn't want to leave Penn state. I love this place, but I really cheaper. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way cheaper. But I really think, uh, moving to Philadelphia, um, will be astronomical values. And, and the one thing that the, a big difference in the MMA community versus the wrestling community is like, let's say you go over to Philly, like Kale go, man, do, you know, do your thing. It wouldn't be like, really, dude? You think they got something over there that I don't have here? And the doors will still be open if you want to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this, Yeah, Coach – all the coaches here, not just Coach Kale, I obviously have a really good relationship with. Um, I mean, it's already uh, known that – I mean, the PRTC comes to Penn State a couple times a year anyways. So it's not like I'm just like – just dipping out of here and never coming back. Right. So it's not that far away. I mean, not a crazy, it looks like two hours, two and a half, but yeah, yeah. No, not, not oh, bad. Who's counting? 
I've been, I mean, I've been going back and forth these last couple of weeks, just like moving things and really yeah. drive. I tell you what one pro is, is there's probably hotter chicks in Philly <laughs> that aren't in college. Yeah. <laughs> like in Penn State, there's probably a bunch of hot girls, but they're in college. And you're like, ah, well, I'm a little older and I'll, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's not like, I'm not, I'm not looking for like freshmen in college and. and yeah. No. I tell you I, what, I, I stand. I used to be a creep. Like, like freshmen are here, and I go to the dorms. <laughs> like, it's like a reload kind of thing. Hey, you're new here. That's yeah. funny. I know everything about this place. Yeah. I don't even like. I can even buy a beer. I don't. I don't even. <laughs> I spend time with the guys on the teams, on the team still, but I hardly ever will like. <laughs> I'd be like the freshman here, and I would take the freshman. Like, hey boys, this is how you hunt. <laughs> yeah, bro. And then they would start doing better. Me, I'm like, man. There's like, there's I like a, them all my moves. There's like now. a, there's like a plaque in the Bloomsburg Hall of Fame. Like 37 chicks in one semester, minus Bermudas. 37 freshmen, one semester. That's no, we can teach them all your ways, man. They get, they get no. better at it than you do. Yeah. Because as you get older, right, it becomes like, listen, I got to secure this thing. When you're younger, you're just like, you're just shooting all over the place. Like, if I keep missing, but as you get older, you know, you're like, I'm a veteran now. I shouldn't miss. Mm, yeah, yeah. Strike out, you're like, it's definitely a game of numbers. Like, one of them. Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. So even with the COVID, we'll obviously keep it. We'll keep it PG-13. But with the COVID, like, what's the college girls like during the COVID? Like, what's the move? Are you single? You're single, right? I I've been like going back and forth with with a girl. Uh, I mean, for like the last like two or three years. So I'm like single, but I'm not kind of thing. Yeah, you have a lady awesome. friend. Yeah, yeah. You you respect her, but when she's not around, <laughs> <laughs> or like she pisses you off, or like you're like, hey, you wanna hang out? She's like, well, I actually have this. You're like, good because you know what? Like as much as she like could piss me off. I, pr- I probably piss her off just as much. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what you need. The, the balance, the yin, the yang. Yeah. But the thing is, listen, I know, listen, I'm I'm like you. I'm like you put so much into your craft that you're mm. like, I'm, I'm pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hear you. But yeah, Mark, it's our first time meeting you. See what we're doing here. We we just share some laughs. We toss back some beers. We ask a few questions. So next, we'll definitely have you back on again in the future. Next time, bring some beers. Toss them back with us. You'll probably be in Pennsylvania at that point. Well, mm-hmm. Philadelphia and Penn State. And or, my bad. Phil- Philadelphia, whatever the fuck. Yeah, no doubt. I uh, I will I will come a little more prepared next. Why? What? So what? I have a I have a few more questions. I got actually like one more question. Okay. Um. So you're chilling right now. How much more time do you have till competition? And when's Valmont's next competition? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I, I probably don't have until, like, the new year. Um, right. I mean, I, I've just been getting – just focusing on school, getting that stuff done. Um, I haven't even really thought about competing. Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, right now I've just been putting, like, putting time in other things that I would have been doing in a training, just yeah. feeling out what, what life's like outside of wrestling. Um, but I mean, uh, and Dan, I mean, I, 
I couldn't tell you when he's going to compete. He competed at senior nationals. Um, I think he, yeah, I want. He, yeah. he might have did did pretty well. Um, but uh, I think he went two and two. Yeah, he's good. Dan is he's good. so what? What does my man need to get over the fucking? You know what? Like the, I think he's in his own head. Yeah. Like what? What I'm going to tell you. Is something like I will continuously tell him so I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. I think he needs to learn how to shoot with his left hand. And I think mm, if Yeah, he, he only shoots that high crotch. Right handed high crotch. And people know it's coming. So like I Or right handed single. Sweep yeah. single. Yeah. I think if he if he learned how to just like even like fake with his left hand, make people think he'll shoot with his left hand. Um I mean it's such a small change, but uh, well, it it now they have to defend de- potentially defend twice as much. It's dangerous. It is definitely dangerous. And and the sports evolving so much, like you, you have to know how to shoot with both hands. You have Man. to. Now I think about it. I always went high crotch. I wasn't good to sweep swing. I'd go high inside single, but with the right, all right. Yeah, I'd beat the shit out of you. My left though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was coaching, if I was coaching against you or Dan, I'd be like, dude, just keep like keep your left hand out and control his right hand, and he will not shoot on you. Well, wow. re- oh, that's something that I've heard as well. Real quick before we let you get out of here, you're very analytical and a great coach. You're working with a lot of kids right now, right? Yep. So yeah, I've been I've been doing uh this thing called Baby Step Sundays. Do it every week. Um. The last, this last week we had, uh, it was really cool. We had two super 32 champs on there with me. Um, and, and right now I'm just doing it through Instagram live. But, um, when I, when I get to Philadelphia and I can get my, my setup the way I want it to and nice, you know, put some, put some money into it, make it look good. Um, I think it'll be a pretty good production, but pretty much the focus is just, um, taking in, like taking in videos from others i have my email and, and my instagram and people are just like constantly like filtering um like videos of their kids kids are sending me videos and i pretty much just walk them through that match that they sent me um give them pointers let them know things they did well and man it's been it's actually been doing pretty well better than i thought it was going to be um and especially you know having having those stupid 32 champs on they were two great kids um Nick Buzakis and uh, Caden McCrary. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been cool. It's been a, like a really like big learning experience. Like, because once I'm done wrestling, if I don't end up fighting, I do want to coach. So learning how to uh, learning how to coach and, and give people pointers. If I can do it through a computer screen, I can definitely do it uh, in person. So I got two more. Sorry. Better rip. Uh, well, one, because Philadelphia is a capital. There's a lot of money in there. Like, I'm not going to say who, but I've got a buddy here on Long Island who is an NCAA champion. He probably makes six figures teaching private lessons. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. It's like cash. It's, you know, it's, I mean, it, it is a good business, man. It, like, learning how to coach and learning how to coach, uh, you know, youth wrestlers, man, being, being in Philly. If, if, if I go to Philadelphia and I, and I have a kid's club, if I can make a kid's club right in Philadelphia and in the inner city with all them kids, man, 
dude, like that's, I mean, at that point, like it wouldn't even be about, the I don't hang on. So my guy does not do a club. He does private lessons. Oh, private lessons. Just that's straight it. He does not run a club. Wow. Private lessons. And if it's one guy, it's a hundred dollars. If it's two guys, I think there's a little bit of a discount there because he doesn't want to get up and work with them personally. Okay, so so he probably yeah he probably like if there's two oh get up for one second like this now go drill it yeah 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 so that's one and then two will you be working with the with the pen uh, wrestling team or you're just there for yourself yeah they do um, they well that's do. how it works with over there you gotta kind of come in and work help yeah. out yeah I'm I'm signing on to the team so um, I mean one of the things in my contract is I mean, I don't know if I can disclose this, but um, I would – it's something that I would do anyways, even if it wasn't in my contract. You got to work out with the team. Having to work with the team and working with, um, like, Beat the Streets kids, like even younger kids, um, there's all types of practices, events going on. So being around, uh, you know, high school age, middle school age kids, like – Which is good for you anyways. Correct. So, I mean, those are those are things that – like I said, I would I would love to be doing anyways, and um, it's just all all learning experience for when I am done wrestling. Is so me and Stan keep talking to you in MMA. Obviously, there's Olympic dreams, but I remember too, like when I was wrestling in college, like I want to wrestle and try to be an Olympic champion, and I want to become a wrestling coach. Mm-hmm. Is that your like you want to be Kale? Yeah. Oh yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's pretty much, that's the trajectory that I feel like I'm on right now. Things are set to change. Things can, things change on a snap. Of the yeah. And so, um, but right now, like you get real I, pregnant and it's over. <laughs> exactly. Just uh, go and go and be, uh, best wrestler I can hang it up when I feel like I'm done and get right into the coaching scene, you know, build a, freaking dynasty you know if i have to build it out of nothing i'll build it out of nothing like i'm I'm determined man like i want to be one of the best coaches out there i want to be the coach that like kids can't say no to you know i i want them to uh be part of my program know they're freaking in good hands with me and my staff uh but yeah those are those are things i'm i'm looking forward to after i'm done competing yeah well anybody that knows anything if you're a national champion yep you could take my kid how much okay mm-hmm. um where where's jordan out burroughs uh, where's Burroughs? he's in so he's still in nebraska he'll be coming to philadelphia uh after the olympics issue this coming i i did see that right he signed on too yep yep and he Man. i mean he he says he says he still he still wants to compete after this year. I mean, he's a specimen himself. So, I mean, he thinks he's he's just he's. I mean, he still is evolving. It's not that he thinks he's evolving. He still is evolving. So, it's going to be good having him and his family around as well. Well, just just uh, his mentality. Hmm. I mean, tell, he, me, tell me while I'm on the show, and tell Kale, we'll take them both. I'll we'll let him know. You got it. Even as a partner to work with, getting to work with Burroughs is probably similar to the any of the times you got to work with Kale. You're like, oh my god, this is the guy. Yeah, you. I mean, you just you're learning new things every day. You get to wrestle him. Um, working with Coach Kale, 
I mean, he he beat me pretty bad a couple of times and just like but those those times you you figure out what you can do better. Like, like when you're younger or now? What's that? Like when you're younger or now? Oh, I mean, all throughout college. All throughout college. I, I can hold I I think I can hold my own a little better now, but man, he he still got it. What's like, the weight difference? He's probably 220, 230. What did he he wrestled 90, 90 something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm not gonna I won't tell you who. I I watched Coach Kale take a really good guy and I watched him tech him in like four minutes. Was it Pat Cummins? (laughs) Easy. Easy. Pat Cummins can't take down Textera. He still has he still has it. Like and like the in the How way old is he now? The way that he tech at forty. Like yeah, he's still he's still young enough that he's definitely able to get on the mat and like the way that he tech this guy, it was it was like no way because he like he's one of the best guys in in the world right now and just watching him pick him apart. <laughs> I don't know if you'll experience it now because you're still competing and it like still matters to you a little bit. But I remember when I was done wrestling and I would go back in the wrestling room, I somehow got like 10% better because mm-hmm. the give a fuck was – We so, – so we think it's like a science. We think like uh, after you graduate, you get better. If you have kids, you get 20% stronger. Um, if you uh, if you coach, there there's like – it's like a set thing where like – you just beat your athletes no matter what. Like they could, they could be better than you, but you you will beat them and they will like succumb to you, no matter what. But yeah, as soon as, as, soon as you graduate, you just get better. It's weird. Once you stop wrestling, but you go in and mix it up, you'll even be that's that's what I'm saying. That's where Kale Pub just <laughs> monster mode. Like doesn't matter. Let me go for it. Let's worst case. He's supposed to beat me. He trains every day. He's in shape. He's younger than me. Mm-hmm. He's really good. He's like you don't give a frick, man. But I'm sure wow. too. Chael's not trying like the fluff. Chael. Chael, Chael's. I'm saying Kale. He's going to his moves. Mm-hmm. Like where? Yeah, he's going to his bread and butter, and he's twisting you guys up. Yeah. Yeah. But you've gotten some really good looks, some really good coaching. So Mark Hall, everybody, be sure to check him out. How can people find you on social media? I got uh, I got Instagram, Twitter. Uh, they're both baby Marky underscore PSU. Um, both the same. Uh, we know we got starting to get some some merch stuff going. Got a website coming. Um, these are all things that I was a little slowly uh, like a little late to the game for, but um, I'm excited to get those things rolling. But Instagram and Twitter probably the best place. All right, Mark, we'll, um, we'll be watching. You got anything else, Menace? Yeah, when's the best time of year for me to come down and smoke some beers with you and Dan? Uh, Probably, I mean, right now, this. Tomo- tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> this weekend. And you let me know, man. I, I will make the trek to Philadelphia whenever. You want to do I, – I think my weekend's open. My weekend's open, brother. Why? Where? Where's Vel? Oh. Where? Where's Velmont living now? He's in Philly. He's in. He's at the. Uh, it's presidential city. We live in the same apartment. I mean, he lives. I think two yeah. feet below me. Yeah. Oh, you guys are in the same in the same complex. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're on the same, like, they're under the same contract, same team, the whole a, a millionaire pretty much sponsors everybody in that regional training center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valmont's so one of those what guys. Marcus was talking about is like, hey, man, it's kind of bullshit that we have to, like, not succumb, but like, live under this millionaire. Like, why can't we make our own money? Like, but it's not the millionaires. It's like the fans. Mm-hmm. It's you know they're they're trying to Meredith is saying yeah yeah no there's there's some good guys coming up in the NCAA that talk shit and fucking that like get people like what oh my god I can't wait to see that match have a personality yeah yeah because MMA has just been or not MMA wrestling's been such a traditional respectful you talk with your actions sport mm-hmm. you know Even, who who was that with Piccinini was it Spencer Lee yeah. Where they were walking pretty vocal. Where they were walking past each other and pitching knee like stopped him and like got in his face and was pretty much seeming like he was saying, like, I'll fuck you up. DeSanto, Austin DeSanto. Yeah, you've yes. seen that video? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's where wrestling's going now is obviously the Conor McGregor MMA route. People excited, man. Oh, a hundred percent. It's something to look forward to. Yeah. So, Mark, we'll get you. We're gonna have a social media strategy session next time. We'll get you talking trash. We're gonna book yep. your first MMA fight. We'll promote it. We were getting into the promoting game before COVID, so we got you whenever you want to get into this. So, just yeah, I'm not very good at talking trash. So, menace will write it for you. Oh, what's hang on? What's isn't there like? Uh, uh, I think it's uh Kim or P and Cal or whatever. Kim Peel when he was the Kim Peel where like. Somebody, the president says something that like some guy steps in is like what he really meant was yeah. fuck you, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stan, like, clip those together. We got a guy for you, Menace Bermudez. So you, you, oh my god, you just put a suit on and stand there like this, and just have Menace like talking shit, hyping you up, being your hype man. <laughs> You'll be like, hey, I don't like what you said. I'm like, you know what he said? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck your shoes. Where'd you get those from? Your mom's a hooker. <laughs> and I'll fuck your bitch. <laughs> appreciate your time, fellas. Thank you. For All right, me. man. We've been let, trying to let you go for like 27 minutes now, but we're going to let you go right now. But nah, you can stay as long as you want, Mark. But yeah, we'll get we'll let you go. But on to enjoy your night and we'll get on to some chat about the election, Menace. Hey, Mark, you want to see you guys want to be friends on Instagram, dude? Yeah. Yeah, let's right, do cool. it. Let's do that. Me and you. Appreciate it. All right, Mark. You're the man. We'll talk to you soon, brother. All right. See you guys. Peace, dude. Man, if you don't think I'm going to drive like a dozen beers in that man and get him doing wild things. That would be a great marketing thing for this episode. Like Mark Hall does a keg stand. I don't have anything going on this weekend. Uh, and I've heard, like I was saying with Velmont, I've heard you talk about Velmont so much. So it's like I'm almost friends with Velmont through hearing so much about him. So when, so when I see him. I don't him, know if he turned uh, like a corner since he's been over at that regional training center. But like him and him and Kale used to have it out. Because Kale doesn't like, he doesn't want his guys drinking at all. Not like, like my coach didn't give a shit if we drank like outside the season, just don't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But like Kale's like, no, don't drink ever. Dan would be like drinking in his room like during the season, like we don't have a match for like a week and a half. Like f- like we just wrestled. They would have it like 
And he went there all four years, Belmont? Yeah. And uh, Kale all four years? No. Kale came in during his... All right, so there was probably that, too, that little bit of, like, the... You're like his. You're not my like. Cause so what you, happens is almost like you're his guy. Your old ways suck. You got to learn my shit. And then Dan was yeah, like, Nah, I yeah. drink beer and I'm I fucking. I wrestle. This happens sometimes in the wrestling community where a coach will take over a wrestling program, and it's kind of when like a new male lion comes into a pride. It's like, all right, oh, all you Cubs are with that guy that I just crushed. Fuck you. Like you guys. Or even with the coaching staff. So, like, a head coach will come in. He'll fire the assistant coaches because those aren't his guys. He'll bring in his, like, assistant coaches that, like, you know, these are my guys. And he'll try and bring it. He'll try and bring guys, if he came from another program, with him to, like, it's Man. wild. Wrestling's a crazy game. But I liked having Mark Hall on. Jillian, it's always great having her on. I'm playing this phone tag game with Ty to Ivasa. I saw he posted on a story like, you fucking, these fucking guys. So he, he like. Who are those guys? I don't know. He can't get beer right now. So he's in quarantine. So apparently I didn't ask him these details. But like I saw Jimmy Crute was in quarantine with him. For some reason, Jimmy Crute's out now. Jimmy Crute's home. For some reason, Ty is still in quarantine. Huh. He said he's in quarantine. I guess that's maybe that's Australia where he lives and Jimmy Crute's from the UK, so they let him back quicker. Oh, yeah. Something. But Ty's in quarantine for like another week and he's like, these fucking cunts. I almost feel like I guess I gotta read it. Hang on, Stan, you know be amazing? If you sent him like a six pack of beer. It I try I was looking into it. I couldn't figure it if he's in Australia. Can you not ship beer? To I don't someone's know. House? How long would it take to get to Australia? Two fucking two weeks? That's where you gotta come out of pocket, Stan. Just ship that shit overnight. Well, he wrote, I don't even have beer on here. Fuck quarantine. Fuck the government. Fuck Corona. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Corona. Fuck everyone. Ha ha ha. And then I wrote, How much long are you in there for? He wrote, Bro, like another six days, these fucking cunts. I wrote, that sucks. They won't bring you beer. And he wrote, no. And then I sent him the link. Like, yo, we'll do, we want to do some shoeys. I mean, jump in. what is quarantine? Meaning you have to stay in your house? Lock, um, I think what I saw, because you saw that one video of Jimmy Crute, like pouring a beer over the balcony into yes, Ty's mouth. Yeah. yeah. So I think they all got quarantined in a hotel in... I want to say somewhere, Australia or somewhere before they sent, I guess, Jimmy Crute back to wherever, Robert Whittaker, because Robert Whittaker was above them. Because I saw a video Robert Whittaker posted where he was like, you fucking cunts, I can't see you. There's a bar in the way. Like, there was a thing in the way. Yeah. And you heard Tai Tuivasa yelling, like, hey, hey, Rob. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to come on, but it's just we got to wait for him to get out of quarantine, I guess. Cause he, Man, he, when he comes on, I got to I gotta take a shot with him. I he, owe him. He wants to come on and like, get wasted, I think is what it is. Because I told him, like, we want to do shoeys with you. He was like, mate, I got no beer. I can't. It's fucked. Yeah, I owe him. It's fucked. It's fucked, mate. That's all he keeps saying to me. <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> 
you know when you have like an altercation with somebody and somehow that brings you like closer with them yeah that's what like this i'm is. like totally in with them like i'm like man this is yeah i you, can't believe i had a quarrel you guys are friends you as you found out who he was you're like oh my god yeah, like wait a minute I like, I like, that's like a, like a feather in my hat. Like, dude, I told, I told Ty Tavasa, like, it's like, dude, I should here if you want. Like, I'm like a more of a bigger fan, but like hindsight, but now that you know him, you're like, dude, I wish I would have had you like high, pour, high, slow pour the shot into my mouth. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, I'm also like, I tell you what, over the last couple, maybe year, couple years, I like learned how to take a shot. Yeah. No, like not like okay, like you broke you blow out. I've, I've all heard of your yeah, air. I've heard you say this. Yes, you you you, you <sighs> blow out all of your air, and then take it, and you can't taste it as much. Boom, man show tip of the week. Blow out all your air, taste the shot. You know you won't taste the shot. What's oh shit? So we. Kind of skipped over the fights that just happened this past week. I mean, what was the real? What was the co-main? Was Mitchell Bryce Mitchell the real deal? I guess he fucked up Feely, took Feely down at will. Like I, I was breaking your balls. I said to you, I'm like, why did, why didn't you take Feely down? <laughs> and you were like, I, I was fucking him up on the feet. So what was I gonna do? You know. And rightfully so. Like, you didn't think that. But, like, Bryce Mitchell, it almost seemed like that was what people thought. Like, you'd have trouble taking him down. No real trouble. Yeah. He almost seemed – and he is a specialist. He's sh- becoming, like, a star. He's a specialist, though. Like, he's Damian Maya, Khabib-esque, where his striking, if anywhere – like, not saying Khabib or Maya, that's their hole, but get on the ground with him, you're fucked. You have a chance on the feet. Well, he's – the thing is about him, he's – marketable because of his accent where he's from and he's consistent so he's like okay i don't i well, i don't want to get arkansas, into arkansas arkansas camel shorts camel shorts camel shorts I don't, I don't want to get into a long episode but that's you saw the thing he posted about the mask yes i saw aljamain put repost it aljamain must have got an insane amount of, or a good amount of messages of people saying like you're an asshole or something because he started he posted i i agree with this the mask should be optional then the next post was stop writing me you know like <laughs> my my opinion on the mask is my opinion you yeah. do what you want and I, that's what it should be like even just do what you want but bryce mitchell like used his platform to speak up about something and i admired him for that whether or not no, he used the ufc's platform the the his and the yeah the plat the yeah. highest platform like they gave him the mic and he went I got something I want to say is which me and you kind of spoke about it Tyrone Woodley should have used it in a similar way versus like Black Lives Matter yes imagine imagine for for lack of a better way to put it and I'm not shitting on Woodley too much but Woodley was ignorant about it and didn't right. say anything where Mitchell instead of being ignorant about it and being like right. fuck these mess fuck liberals people would have thought Mitchell's a fucking douchebag if he's like I don't think I should have to wear a mask if you look at Mitchell you're you like you don't have to wear a mask or you can wear a mask I don't have to wear a mask you think redneck doesn't know what he's talking about when the way he talked it was articulate but with a yeah. accent so I was like all right I fuck with it. Yeah. So well, I'm going to try to get Bryce Mitchell on the show. 
even though we have picked, and I'm gonna we're, we'll have to admit to him, like, listen, dude, we picked against you every time. <laughs> <laughs> now I have no problem with that. But now it's like we're sold. You beat Feely, and he he beat him. He, and Rosa, those are two good guys. The Rosa fight was a surprise, and now it looks like, oh no, that's what it was. He's yeah. he's yeah. he's that good on the ground. He bum rushes. He's almost a, he's Damian Maya. He bum rushes you, takes you down, and fucks you up. And then Anderson Silva retiring. I was hoping he'd go out on the Menace Bermudas with, on the win, but yeah. But I knew he. Not that I didn't knew. Like I didn't think he was gonna win. I my heart didn't. My heart wanted him to win. My head didn't. Yes. Think, my head didn't yes. think he was gonna win. But then. Like I looked at both men, I look at what their last couple fights. I'm like, I don't see the the path to victory that I saw for Anderson started playing out, and I was like, oh shit, Anderson's winning this fight. But you have seen Anderson for years. Anderson's a counter puncher, a counter fighter. Yes. Yeah. If you, if you look at when he got dropped in the third round. He went full retard, for lack of a better way to put it, and he just fucking so not like this. Not, not like tight. Yeah, yeah, he charged in like, and got fucking clipped and that dropped. Used to, hang on, that used to work in the early two thousands. Yeah, that's what it looked like, like out of his element. And then the point when he got knocked out, like, dude, there was three feet of space between you and him, with your arms extended, like they were six feet away, and he threw a three piece combination, and your eye hole just like backed up and went. Really? From that far he away? Him, yo, I've been watching that highlight all day or all week. Him just being like, bang! Just like a perfectly straight beeline too. And people like... But you saw the distance. Your eye almost hole was like, from that far? From, from that far? <laughs> I have to. Yeah. <laughs> Anderson, why'd you do? Why'd you do that? <laughs> Hang on. So real quick, I want to make sure I saw the clip correctly. Did Uriah Hall start crying and say, I'm sorry, I love you? Yeah. Yeah, he got very emotional, and then they said... If I felt that way about who I was going to fight, I would not sign the contract. Well, that's, where, what, I, that's what I told unless you. Unless it was fake. Unless it was fake. I think it was sincere. I thought that was going to happen. I thought that was going to be how he loses the fight. I idolized Anderson too much. Anderson came in on the right supplements, and... Stuck and move and fucked him up. Because Uriah's a counterfighter too. The only time Uriah's ever led was his most famous clip when he knocked the guy out with the spinning back kick. That guy wasn't Uriah's level. You know what I mean? Uriah wins counterfighter. Yeah. Very similar to Anderson. Anderson was winning that fight until he was like, you know what? I'm winning this fight. I could probably get offensive and just went too much. But – I wouldn't sign the contract if I thought if I knock this guy out, I'm going to start crying. No chance. Yeah. Maybe. I thought that was very weird. Maybe. Unless it was like, listen. Devil Devil Angel. You want empathy. Maybe. Oh, so he went. Yeah, maybe he went into that. But I think I think it's devil and angel of I don't want to hurt Anderson Silva, but it's Anderson Silva. My name, my value goes up here if I beat him, you know? Now, am I – maybe I guess I'm a sicko. Like every time I fought, if I killed the man, shouldn't, he, shouldn't, 
he shouldn't have signed the contract. Then yes, you are a sicko. I agree with that. Really? Yeah. I disagree. I think a lot of fighters that we interview will probably be like, um, me growing. I mean, listen, Wait, if, no, I, no, no. if I fought Anderson Silva and I killed him in the moment, I don't think I'd be crying. But maybe like me growing a up, a few weeks later, I'd be like, oh shit, like me yeah. growing up around fighting, knowing a lot of you guys that fought at the highest level, made it to the UFC and whatnot, they're all not like you. Everyone's not ready to die when they go in there. You know what I mean? Nah, there's there's levels to that too. Levels to commitment of. There's got I'll I'll send you names off air and you'll be like oh okay of people that just fight versus people that like we're going in there to be a champion we're going in there like no you're gonna kill me tonight that's the only way I'm losing like you need to beat me to beat me then there's guys that were like I'm in a bad spot and then you go what the fuck in the UFC like at the highest level like die go for it you know what I mean yeah but but what was the other thing um, John Jones. I mean, not John Jones. Adesanya. Israel Adesanya is moving up to 205 to fight, to fight. Jan Blachowicz. Now, is that like a power move? Like Power move. Hey, but, John, before you can, I'm going to. By Adesanya, total power move. And then someone asked Adesanya, are you going to bulk up to go up to 205? And he was like, I'm not an idiot. Like, Or he said something like, I'm not like John Jones. I'm not stupid. Because John Jones is taking time right now to bulk up to heavyweight. Adesanya is like, I'm going to fight Blahovich at what I weigh, what I normally weigh. I'll f- I mean, he probably doesn't. I mean, he probably walks around around 205. You know what I mean? I mean, right here, though, this is almost like GSP esque, where GSP was like bisping. Perfect style matchup. You know what I mean? Like he's looking and he's going, you know what? Blahovich, you used to fight at 185. You just won the title. You know, like that's your striker. Let me, let me kind of rain on John Jones parade a little bit, right? Bro, if he wins that fight, that's not the biggest fight. The second, third biggest fight behind like a Connor Khabib, Jones versus Adesanya. That fight's big. If Adesanya is a double weight world champion, just took the belt that John let go. I don't know, dude. I knew Khabib was going to beat Connor. What if Adesanya wins the 205 belt, John Jones moves up the heavyweight, wins the heavyweight belt? Wow. Then that fight's really big. Wow. Then, wow. Then that's, I mean, Adesanya's almost, if Adesanya wins the 205 belt and then even defends it, he's in the GOAT conversation. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like who? Who are our goats right now? Anderson Silva, minus the last I two saw, or three years. I saw a thing that was posted. His sixteen and zero, and then his end of his career was one and seven. Yeah, let's let's stop it before the last eight fights. Let's go the sixteen goat. and zero. Yeah, goat GSP. Go, uh, uh, John Jones. Go, Khabib. Go, DC's in that conversation. I'm gonna catch flack for it. Khabib is right here. John Jones and 
GSP are right here. A little bit above. Khabib is like just a notch. Just because of the amount of defenses. And because you know this being a fighter and you've heard this expression, it's easier to become champion than it is to stay champion. For sure. And as weird as that analogy sounds, it just is what it is. Like, yes. even well, I'm going to use Tyron Woodley as his example. Like how he became champion was sitting out for 16 months and timing worked out and he got a title shot. Hang on, how many defenses did he have? And then he went on. He, I think he defended three times, or had a draw and two title defenses. Was it three? Yeah. I, I just felt he was, he was definitely a champion for a while. He beat Till, Thompson, Maya. Maya was before the title. Uh, Let me talk. Sure. I believe so. Yeah. I believe three, and one of them was the draw. I might be forgetting a win in there. Um, I don't know. Maya was a title fight. Yeah. You are correct. So he knocked out Robbie Lawler, draw with Thompson, beat Thompson, beat Maya, beat Darren Till. But like even him, like he got the title shot. Hang on. So he got remained champion with a draw. Yes. That's a win if you ask me. That's a defense. Yeah. But even him. So he got a title shot off of Gastelum missing weight and not being able to fight and getting scratched. Then he sat out for like a year and a half and got the title shot. That's timing, like lining up. You know what I mean? That's what you need sometimes to become champion. Yeah. I forgot what we were even talking about. Uh, goats. But the timing. Like how many? How many more? How many wins does Usman need to have to? I mean, how many wins does any champion need to have to become a goat? Right now? Now, the thing is about Khabib is, was there any 55-pounder that had defended the belt more than four times? No. I don't believe so. 155 is arguably the toughest weight class in the UFC. I'm trying to think if anyone defended the belt. Might have to look that up. There was BJ Penn. But I've talked, I, I, I said this to you and Bilal. He's arguably the best 155 pounder of all time. No, Khabib is is the best. Yes. Pound for pound or greatest of all time, that conversation's up for debate. If Khabib comes if Khabib comes back and goes, GSP, you're next, fucks GSP up, retires, you're the GOAT. No? Yeah, I mean, GSP has, hasn't fought in how many years, dude? I'm saying, even that GSP, the name, and then John Jones could then succeed him, but at that point, 30-0, undefeated, retired. No? You think Jones still, he still needs more? I could see that. GSP hasn't ever, hasn't been 155 since he was probably like... Well, here's what I'm saying, too, though. If Khabib did that, Beat GSP and retired. He's the goat right there. John Jones could still win three, three, four more fights and just be the goat. And then there'll be that argument of who was better. You know me. I'm a John Jones. I'm a, I'm a diehard John Jones. Smokes weed, parties, girls, baby. I'm. I'm. He's I'm not. A, he's I'm not. A, I'm a realist. What I you know. 
One like, of, I'm I, the like one of my favorite things about John Jones, and I'm still short to this day. Not married, fiance, baby mama, been with her for like twelve years, ten years. <laughs> you know what I mean? You would be, if you were John Jones, nothing would change. That's like my cousin when he even still to this day, like every time he gets in trouble or something, he just upgrades the engagement ring. Wow. He doesn't actually marry you. He'll just buy you a new engagement ring. Like, oh, we're going to do it one day. It's going to happen. Here's a new <laughs> ring. Did he get out of me, too? Probably. I never asked him that, but probably. But he usually just upgrades the ring. And they're like, oh, shit. Look at that. He, just buy- he literally buys himself time. Buys himself more time. Wow. Buys himself more time. Until he trades them in for a newer model. No. Every time. How many fiancés has he had? Um, I don't want. I, he, he's going to stick with the one he's with now, but. But how many has he had? Two, three. <laughs> Two, three. Yeah. Two, three. That's those are. Man, so that's six kids. What's he do for a living? That you can buy extra rings and pay for six kids. Makes money. Yikes. Makes money. But we'll wrap this up. Episode 96. No, we're not. We're not? You're not done yet? No, I'm not. What do you got to say? What? There's a fight this weekend. There is a fight this weekend. Then you got to make, make fun of me for 45 seconds. I got to pay. Go. Stan is a fat man. If he lived in Japan, he would always be in the bath house. Not to find mouse, but to play with Asian wieners. Nothing's wrong with that. Stan is hairy and fat. He's my co-host at that. So what does that make me? What does that make me? Does that make me a loser? Or does that make me a winner? Because I... Because I... Because I don't give a fuck. Stan, if he had a wife, he would be a fat cuck. Did you hear that whole song, Stan? What was it? Oh, I just I just played a... If, wait, wait. If I had a life, I would be a fat fuck? A wife. A wife. would be a fat cuck. Cuck. No chance. I'm a dominant... <laughs> Bro, that's where I was even going to go with with uh, Jillian. If I was like, are you submissive or dominant? Like, what's your personality? Like, in the bedroom. And she was like, submissive. I was going to be like, do you want to go on a date? <laughs> what if she was like, no, I run shit. Do you, want, do you want to go on a date? <laughs> uh, like, yep, that's me too. You know, you got to be the chameleon. Like, I always think of that... <laughs> That Louis C.K. joke where he's like, you know, just an infinite dick just thrusting in space. (laughs) 
that he's like you know just saying everything like <laughs> yeah yeah like just agreeing with her <laughs> that's how you gotta be uh, but uh, card this weekend what is this weekend Tiago Santos first Globa Teixeira easy you're into that one um hmm Bro, I I mean, bro, we, we, wait, wait. Even this, they might have they they might have zapped my laptop because I have this computer. I'm going on my laptop, and that's what's acting really fucking crazy right now. Which laptop? My MacBook. Good. Yeah. So I started going through my MacBook trying to look up shit, and I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" It's like saying, "Well, it's an Apple, dude. When was the last time you updated that thing?" I update it all the time, but I'm saying like there. When was the last time you updated it? You just said a general statement. I update it all the time. Like, yeah, you know, t- okay, yesterday, today. Uh, it's now saying my connection is not private. Attackers might be trying to steal your information from YouTube. For example, passwords, messages, or credit cards. So, like, people started hacking me on election day, basically. What do I do? I don't do anything. Dude, my shit. Apparently, I bought an iPhone 12 Max Pro X. I'm like... Because I don't really check my bank statements like oh, too, too often. You wait, you have some fraudulent activity going on? Yeah. Really? I mean, not today, like last week. And I was like, what? Mm. Friday at 9 p.m. I didn't buy a new iPhone. I heard that would click in me. I heard with COVID, cybercrime is way up. Huh? Way up. Yeah. I can't I don't know the number because I didn't get that but I remember reading like an article probably like two weeks ago and even I had something with my bank where I got a couple thousand dollars worth of charges actually yeah and it was um because like pickup was like in Manhattan I was like man I like Fifth Street I'm like even though I already canceled I'm like what if I just like let it ride and I just showed up there and I was just like let's see who picks up this fucking thing Ooh, you were gonna go like double agent yeah, that would I would like if you don't think if I took a train into Manhattan like on like like thinking about this for like eight hours, eight hours like waiting time that I'm not fucking somebody up on like when I see them or like follow them for a little bit. Like when they get in a taxi, I get into like, where are we going? I had international charges so my thing someone somehow going on the internet entering my credit card data i had china and austria using my credit card damn you know it sucked though if i went to like fucking i went to like fifth street some like 220 like just jack dude gets it that like he's got cauliflower i'm like <laughs> you know like uh, i get in a taxi with him like where are you going he's like i'm going over to henzo's I'm like, oh. he's got cauliflower ear and that usa wrestling tattoo like on his neck <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, it's like oh you got that tattoo yeah everybody else was pussy getting it on their shoulder and on their calf i was like put it on the neck yeah I want everybody I to mean, see with it. That being said, I guess I would follow him in the locker room to see where he puts it. I'm like, I paid for it. Or you can try crow hopping him. Another shot that I shot that I'm working on going back and forth. I want to get Travis Brown on the show. He's recently started a podcast. Oh, okay. Getting into the podcast game. So, right. 
but let's wrap this uh, up. I want to watch some. You have anything else? I want to watch some. Oh, let's go this card. I want to watch some election shit. Yeah, give me give me the card. I was. I also shot a shot. I've been playing phone tag with Masvidal, trying to get Jorge on the show. Okay. I want. Okay. I we need Jorge Masvidal on this show, but obviously he. Yeah, gets, I agree. He gets hit up exponentially, like endless interview requests. But I I wanted to get him and Lombard on at the same time and be like, what's up with Cubans being so into Republicans and Donald Trump? So if Trump wins the election, I'll try to shoot for that for a future episode. I'm into it. Or just Masvidal in any which way. Like we just had Jillian on. They're from the same camp, if you will. Yeah. Well, they used to be American Top Team. They're from the same management stable. All right, so we'll go. What do we got here? Why is the whole card not coming up? Uh, maybe liberals or maybe what? I'm just kidding. I'm just. I don't. We don't. Here on the Man Man Show, we don't care if you're liberal, Republican, Democrat. Well, right? that no, not at all. That's a thing. As too. long as you like fighting, I don't. I don't give a shit. And as long as you can joke and take a joke, like tomorrow or Wednesday, Thursday, whatever the fuck, when they're done with this election, if you voted for Joe Biden or you voted for Donald Trump, what if you jo- voted for Kanye West? If you voted for Joe Biden or Donald Trump, you're you're <laughs> you're right here. If you voted for Kanye West, you're up here in my book. Wow, I fuck with Hang you. On. So I don't, but I, I, wait, I don't care. I mean, you, you feel the same way. I don't care right. who you voted for. I'm still gonna have lunch with you. You can still come to my house for dinner. Like we're still cool. Yeah. So did I? Let me know if I saw this correctly. Like. Kanye West is only on the ballot in like eleven states or some shit like that. Yeah, so he has no chance of winning. He just so has- how can, I had how can you be on the ballot only in eleven states? I don't get it. Um, I don't know the exact particulars of it. I think how it is is he either didn't poll high enough in those states to get on the ballot, or he came in too late to get on the ballot in those states. Okay. Is I believe. Don't hold a gun to I'm pretty sure that's how it is. He didn't pull high enough on those states to get the ballot. Like you need to hit X okay. or he wasn't on the ballot at that time, something. But him still seriously running is a crazy thing because he's just going to throw that monkey wrench into the election where he steals votes from either side of people that are almost like, well, this guy sucks. This guy sucks. I'm going for this guy. So real quick, you want me to tell you why I really hate politics? Yep. So, me and my homie in eighth grade both decided to run for president. And then this chick that he is now married to, but at the time they were not dating at all. In eighth grade, he married yes. her. No, he mar- He later married her later, like after college or some shit. I don't fucking know. I'm saying they met in eighth grade and he married her. Yeah, I guess. I don't give a shit. Anyways, so me and my homie, Matt Webb, ran for president. And his now wife, Jen, who was hot in in eighth grade, you know, so she had that going for her, ran for president. So me and my buddy pretty much canceled out each other's votes. And this bitch was giving out lollipops. She won. I was like, what? She cheated. She was giving out lollipops. And then a few of my homies 
who was also his son was like, I couldn't vote for you or him, so I voted for her. It's like motherfucker. So you ran again. You learn the hard way about politics in eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about it's a popularity contest. Yeah, and I was pretty popular. Well that but sometimes you run into that monk the Kanye West monkey wrench, we'll call it. Where it's like maybe him, maybe him. I like Gold Digger. That's my song. (laughs) You know, Heartless, that's my jam. He wrote that song about God. Yeah. Jesus walks. Yeah. That could be a thing. There's definitely people out there that are like, you know what? Trump, his belief in God. Biden, his belief in God. Jesus talks to Kanye. That's my vote. That's my vote right there. We'll see. I like I said, that's the biggest thing. Is yeah, but isn't that insane? Here's the thing too. You no, know he's only on eleven ballots, eleven states that you're like, I want him to be my president. But he actually can't be your president because Well, no, that's the fucked up thing with the whole vote that's a whole episode. The whole voting system in general is skewed and fucked up. Like them telling them telling a little kid like you could be the president of the United States isn't true. You can only be the president of the United States if you fall into their regime or you're a fucking billionaire and you have enough money to pay for ads and run your own campaign. Like, Yeah, but you could – no, Stan. I think you're wrong, dude. No. You can, you can run, but you can run like fucking Kanye West is running but on a smaller level. And you're going to run – like your name might be on the ticket, but nobody's voting for you. They didn't no, see. I think you're wrong, Sam. I don't think it's it's a political game. I get your angle, but here's the thing: like, but if my son was like, "I want to be president," I wouldn't be like, "Listen, son, don't waste your time." I'd be like, "Start now, son. Start now." That's what we'll I'm. No, no, no. Media started up. Uh, no, no, no. Exactly that. Start now. You got to get in the club yeah. mm. to potentially win. Like Donald Trump overrode or bought his way into the club and got himself a win. Like if he would have ran when Donald Trump first came in, I thought it was a joke. To be honest, I thought it was like a joke. Like if eh, whatever, if, if Donald Trump right off, Donald Trump was going to run as an independent. The reason he did not is because he would not have won. Republicans and Democrats loyally, blindly vote. Like you're a fucking idiot. I'm a diehard Republican. I'm voting for you. I can listen right. to. There's people out there like me and you always say common sense. There's people out there that could listen to this guy talk and think he's better, but because I'm this political party, I'm voting for the fucking idiot. Well, it's like the Giants fans. Yeah. Like, why don't you go for a different team? They're not going to win this year. Bro, I'm a Jets fan. Every week I still at least peek at the game. Like, did they win? Nope. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's finish this card. I'm going to play an hour of Call of Duty. I'm going to bed. Ooh, we got Joe Biden with the early lead so far. Eight, they, as of what I'm seeing right now, they got him 85 to 55, but early states early states that are in. Make a, that doesn't equal 100. What do you mean 100? 85 to 55? Oh, total votes in the Electoral College. Oh. Yeah, not, oh, not percentage to win, yeah. But this, yeah, I was like... So even that, the biggest... Thing that anyone's worried about, we'll get your take on that. Who do you think is going to win the presidency, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? So Trump is. I don't an, know if this Trump's a one and a half, almost a two to one underdog. 
Trump's an underdog? Trump is a two to one underdog. One seventy five to one underdog is what plus seventy plus one seventy five underdog on most betting websites. Betting websites are giving you the option to bet on not only the overall election results, but each individual state. Wow. Like I think Trump is plus eight fifty to win New York. So he's a big underdog in New York. And which is Oh, New York has been Democrat since 1988. So they're probably going to be Democrat this year unless something crazy happens. So I'm driving home from uh, – I'm driving back to the yard from a job, right? And I'm on Sunrise and I see like six people hold, you know, holding a Joe Biden-like sign. And I just thought like – Man, why do all the Joe Biden like followers look like they're homeless, right? I drive like a quarter mile down the road and I'm like, holy, what's going on up there? Like there's like a party up there. And dude, there was like probably like a hundred Trump supporters, flags fucking everywhere, like big trunks honking, police. I was like, what the this is a fucking party over here. Like this is insane. I almost wanted to like pull over and like hang out. It was like, bro, it was like fun. Well, that's like the thing too is I don't get if Joe Biden wins, I don't get where it came from because everything I've seen is him with a going to whatever state and talking to people and them going being two hundred cars or thirty people and then Trump is turning away thousands of people to come to his rallies yeah but the thing is is i i this is my take i don't know you know if you are into trump you're probably like an a personality you're probably uh uh outrovert is that what it is extroverted extrovert but Um, but this was the same thing in 2016 hillary had you're loud you're vocal you're hillary had 10 people trump had thousands and they were like hillary's gonna win hillary's gonna win all the polls say hillary's gonna win like that's the thing too i was talking to my sister about like something i hate is when news media outlets go hard on this is the poll the poll saying this who's the poll and they show the poll and it's like fucking quinnipack university like they're walking around polling college kids like they're, they're walking around polling. So if you work for a poll company, your job isn't five to nine at night. Your job is nine to five. So you're going around trying to poll people during working hours where most conservative or Republicans are probably sitting at a desk or probably doing some type of work where they're not out mingling with fucking pollsters. So it's like that's – like that's something I wanted to even like. I don't like talking about politics, but have you ever taken a poll? No. Has someone walked up to you and been like, "Who are you voting for in this upcoming election?" No. Never, ever. Even who the fuck votes on these polls? That they're always like, "Oh, this is the poll we took. It's from this liberal college. This is what they think is going to happen in this upcoming vote, whatever the vote is." Like the polls are always skewed, and then the media is always skewed. You don't know what to believe. So we'll see coming. In a few days, what happens? I'm sure there's going to be voter fraud. There's going to be whoever wins. They're going to well, some dude like lit a like one of those little ballot like mailboxes on fire. I saw on social media. He got like arrested and shit. Really? 
Yeah. Aren't there like little mailboxes you can like just put your little vote in? That's what it is. You put your vote in the box, yeah. No, there was just like a random one. Some dude was like, fuck this and like fucking. I'll believe it. Like even I saw another thing and it's obviously so much shit's going to be posted now. Someone posted like how they're, they're a vote counter and they thought it was cool to post on social media in their stories that they're throwing out Trump votes. Because if you don't fill out your form perfect or close to they can throw the form out like oh this is an invalid vote you know this is invalid this is invalid that's how they do it so like like i always joke like there's po- political movies that say like it's not about the actual vote it's about who's counting the votes mm. so if you're counting votes and you get to f- 60 for Listen. this wait if you get to 60 for this guy 40 for this guy you don't like that result all right how about 70-60? I counted 30 more for this guy. Where are the votes? I counted them. They're in to there. It's my job. I counted them. Right. You want to count them? You sit and ca- you sit and recount them. And then, oh, I messed up. Worst case scenario, oh, I messed up. What probably happens is you did good. 70-60. I like where your head's at. Well, you know, we talk about politics. We talk about politics in MMA. Listen, I know people that have done stats. They go, you see that count? I I called that fight. I was like, oh. Million percent. In I, favor of like their guy. Yeah, I know a fight and I've said this when the fight happened. I'll say it to you off air, but there was a fight where I was like, oh. The reason it's that one-sided is because my fucking boy was working the fucking punch stats. Right. Like you weren't watching the other dude hit me. You were watching everything. I Everything I threw, you marked as landed. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But same thing with the judge. But we'll see what happens with the selection. Finish this fight card for the ninth time. Uh, Oh, my God. I forgot about the fight card. Oh, your boy. Shit. Well, we keep saying against Glover. We're like, dude. You know who we're rooting for? Is this the fight where he's old? Wait. You know who we're rooting for this weekend? Eduardo. Garagori. You're rooting for him. Okay. He's fighting because he's fighting Darren Elkins. Oh. So hopefully. Hang on. I don't have anything against Darren Elkins. We're not. Darren Elkins could win the fight. I don't give a fuck. I want Darren Elkins to win. I do not want Darren Elkins to get the takedowns. No takedowns. Or one takedown and the fight ends. That's what we want. Yes. Okay. Uh, Max Grip. And then a retirement. And then retirement. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I mean, Felipe Colares, Gustavo Lopez, you don't know either one of them. All right. Pick a name. Go. Say it again. Gustavo Lopez, Felipe Colares. Ooh, Felipe. Max Griffin, Ramiz, Brahamaj. Max Griffin. Darren Elkins versus Eduardo Garagori. Darren Elkins with zero takedowns. Uh, you don't even care about that fight. Alexander Romanov versus Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Marcos. Giga Chikadze versus Jamie Simons. <laughs> Come on, Jamie. I'm going to go Giga in that fight. Mm-hmm. Trevor Giles versus Bavon Lewis. Come on, Trevor. Claudia Gadelia. Now the main card, Claudia Gadelia versus Jan 
Zhao Nan. Is that a Russian chick? Chinese. Okay, I'm going Claudia. Claudia. Ian Heinish, Brandon Allen. Ian. Ian's tough. That's a tough fight. I'm going to go Ian Heinish, but Brandon Allen could pull that one out. Roni Barcelos versus Khaled Taha. Rahoni. I'll go Rahoni. Orlowski versus Tanner Bozer. Orlowski is fighting. Orlowski's the reason why I had the mouthpiece I had. I was just going to say that. Orlowski is someone who you probably have a little bit of revere for. You saw Orlowski and were like, I fucking like that guy. Oh, and then you went, oh shit, the fangs. I'm in. Oh, yeah, I'm sold. Everyone. His last fight, he got KO'd, no? At one point, Orlowski was the guy. Yeah, he was the champion, no? Yeah, he was the champion. He was the heavyweight champion. He was the fucking guy. He had the look. He had... Mm, oh, yeah. he got, Was that his last fight? He had hair like yours when he had the fangs. I was like, this guy... And he had a better beard. I was like, this guy is fucking awesome. He had a beard. He had like a big... Yeah. I think... Yeah, his last... No, his last fight, he won. So I'm going Arlowski. Philippe Linz he beat in May. I'm going to go Arlowski. He's got Tanner Bowes. Tanner Bowser. And hopefully he retires after this fight. Because how old is the man? Bro, if you're winning fights, he's 41. Yeah, but they're, they're, it's just like... He, he's one of those... He's an outlier. He's one of those guys that like people always say, like, oh, Arlowski, his chin's done. And then I'm always like, nah, he, he won his last fight. He's been winning, yeah. you know? He Well, like, what else can he do? That, that's what that's what I when I'm like this guy should retire. Then I think about like, what else can he do? Like, what else can Darren Elkins do? Yeah, teach. That's the general progression. Unless you stumble into the Dennis Bermudez route or something along those lines, where you find I can't even do what I do. I just fucking. I'm saying you find a, a alternative career. You find yeah, another I thing to act like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, no, you play the role, and then this? you make, hook up this here. Okay, you make people, la- and then you make people laugh. Yeah, and I'm like, you know why? But then the guys at P- the high, the big higher ups at PSCG sit around. They go, you know who I like? That Bermudez boy makes me laugh. No, they don't. They makes yeah. makes me laugh. Yeah, they're like, the kid's an idiot. <laughs> like. But I they can't say it to my no. They do some do, and I'm just like, I just have to sit here and just not fuck you up, huh? I mean, I don't disagree with them, but Diago Santos, Glover Teixeira. We keep saying I've been saying it now for like a year. Like, when's he gonna get old? But this Glover's on a winning streak right now. Glover's hot right now. <sighs> yeah, but Santos. Glover wins this fight. Title shot. Yes. Santos wins Santos. this fight. Title shot. Santos. Some people think beat John Jones. The first time I watched that fight, I thought he beat John Jones. The rounds were close, but Robert I was. Robert was not, shouldn't have been in the same cage as John Jones. John Jones, like, broke Glo- or, like, fucked Glover's arm up, like, a minute in. Like, early in the fight. 
like twerked Glover's fucking arm and did like fucked up his rotator cuff and pieced him up like yeah made him look a level below him but John Jones is that good John Jones might have had some Colombian cocaine that weekend he was feeling great I'm going I'm going I hate going against Glover because every time I do it's like I look like an idiot he didn't John Jones didn't have that stepped on shit that weekend he had some legit shit like when he beat Glover, that's one of the best John Joneses that you've seen. Glover's you that Glover's that good. I'm going Glover. I'm going Glover. I think Glover's gonna fuck him up actually. Like even he hits hard, he's a veteran. Something I saw recently, like Rampage said he's it. More well rounded. The GOAT conversation, the Khabib, John Jones. Rampage said I've only lost fights when I was fucking around. Like I showed up on three weeks notice or I didn't train right for the fight. When I was in great shape, I never lost the fight. He said, John Jones, I was in like pretty much the best shape of my life. And John Jones fucked me up. He was like, that guy's the goat. Like that guy's fucking good. And this is someone who's been in there with Fedor, Jones, Dan Henderson, you know, a lot of fucking really good guys. Yeah. But Glover... Santos, you're going Glover. Yeah, I am. I'm going Glover as well. All right. I'm going Glover, and I'm rooting for Donald Trump as well. All right. Time for Call of Duty. But if Joe Biden wins, we still love you here at Menace in the Man. Click that like button. Click that subscribe button. And also send like Kanye West. I like Kanye West too. I love Kanye West. And also send your you addition. Hate Kanye West. So do I. Send your audition tapes to the email link below because you could possibly be Menace's new co-host when I die when Tyrone Spawn kills me. Wow. But yeah. ep- episode 95, 96, Menace and the Man. Stan, I just had a crazy idea. Go. So when you said send your audition tapes to the Menace Man, we should have someone send audition tapes. We should have people send audition tapes. And the best audition tape we have on for a show as a third co-host. I'm, I love where your head's at. And I've actually thought that, that I want to start bringing fans on. Because remember, even we talked about this in the old studio, like setting up to take live calls. Yeah. Next week, we're going to take some live calls. Uh, okay. We'll take some live calls with some fans. And so we'll like whoever's talking to us in the chat. Yeah, we could DM them, send them the link. They come on. Well, we'll create. We'll create like that's we what, kick them off whenever we want. One thing where Ashley crushes it is segments and structure. Like Ashley has like a plan. Like where we're signed. You like Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm? That's our show. We're all yeah. over the place. Oh, our show. I is, think people like that though. Oh, hundred percent. Our show Sometimes. is our show is Seinfeld. It's a show about nothing. It's <laughs> almost, like it has a realm, but. But Menace is about to jump on Call of Duty. Everybody jump on Twitch. Are you going on Twitch or just playing? I don't... I gotta... No, you fucked up my fucking thing. I gotta... You I fucked up. figure it out. Bro, I didn't fuck up. All right. Well, we'll get somebody... I got scene one. I got Menace cam. I got stand cam. I got... Let's get um someone from G Fuel on that ASAP, so... <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Shout out to our friends at G Fuel. Yep. You're... We'll hopefully figure out some more collaborations we can do with them in the future. Maybe we'll wind up back in G Fuel Studios. Who knows? Menace might start popping up in the streaming house in Merrick. 
Yeah. But episode 96. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Well, see you later. Who would have ever thought we'd make it here, right? Not me. Nope.